an appreciation and preface from david wark griffith a brief sketch of his career by robert edgar long this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Chuck Williamson. David Wark Griffith, A Brief Sketch of His Career. An Appreciation by Virginia Tracy. If you are a moving picture enthusiast, you realize the perfection of George Moore's statement The meaning of a great picture is in the heart. It speaks to an inner sense, like flowers. It rises to the condition of music. George Moore was speaking, to be sure, of pictures made only out of paint, mere stills, so to speak, by Raphael or Botticelli. But there is nowhere to be found a truer suggestion of what the moving picture is so if you come upon these lines just as you are trying to focus the moving picture's greatest protagonist and there falls out of a drawer a scrap of newspaper torn evidently from some statement's address to his public and saying the man who can if i may so express it think without language think the common thoughts of humanity is the man who will be the most serviceable in the immediate future you will be justified in exclaiming here's something i found about david wark griffith because once you have the idea of a man who thinks the common thoughts of humanity and thinks them in a medium more direct and persuasive than language so that his meaning is already in your heart touching like flowers some inner sense and rising as it gives your emotion voice to the condition of music you have practically got what mr griffith means as a maker of motion pictures all the vastly more salient phases of him are subservient to this it is true that in his infinite variety he means many different things to many different persons to this one the melodramatist of splendor and color to another the humorist to his colleagues perhaps the first specialist in consummate picture acting so that his actors have since lighted a great part of the photoplay sky with stars or else as the pioneer in technical experiment forever seeking out many inventions which as fast as he goes shouldering past each one to the next and the next are snapped up as free gifts by the whole industry and promptly appear upon a hundred other screens than his then there is the public specially eager for those fresh engaging naturalisms known as griffith touches and again the public which sees at the mention of his name great battles frenzied mobs like sculpture in thrilling motion 
the charge and glitter and concussion of huge spectacles but it is clearer and clearer as he goes on that these qualities are after all only the weapons by which his genius has fought its way to power for his intrinsic value his business in life is dramatic revelation pure and simple his great secret is that inner sense is what lies hidden in the human heart he can do this of course only through his profound his truly religious sense of life all life not any particular layer or corner of it is holy and exciting to him just because it is or indeed ever has been alive perhaps he never deliberately sets out to seek a subject some incident or legend takes his eye the spirit of some place cries aloud for its own story or out of the crowd the expression of some face the significance of some gesture strikes and irresistibly possesses his imagination you feel nothing more plainly in his work than how his dramatic instinct his dramatic wisdom absorbs it until it has penetrated his whole force and through the intensity of his sympathetic relation with it it grows into a living thing in trade patter heart interest always is ear-splittingly clamored for but there is no other producer who really ultimately in fully charged sincerity and unfailing courage cares for it as he does or who has anything like his passionate sense of the sacredness of human beings and their right to happiness nor yet anything like his tenderness for the variety of strange things that they are made of he will show you the basest meanness of his very hero with a smile of tender triumph as if he were saying look at what we all have more or less in us and yet look how more or less how glorious we are for faithful as he is to the little no clamor about entertainment for the tired business man can make him neglect the great he has that sort of belief in even the tiredest man that he understands how the great may entertain him he conceives through such warm familiarity with these greater issues that it is instinctive in him to emotionalize psychology to make it move us through an intensity of dramatic symbolism which we do not stop to think of as symbolism because it comes without words speaking direct to our inner sense when as in many of his productions he looks beyond what we call reality and breaks through the veil between the seen and the unseen his camera catches for us the very shadows of those tremulous tendrils which 
even the most earthbound of us do none the less gropingly put forth into the infinite it is not only the great passions but the great ideas of the world that he renders for us in flashes of vivid feeling showing ideas to be passions too and we are stirred as spontaneously as by music to such a spirit nothing human needs to be alien and this spirit makes david wark griffith the unresting foe of commercial routine that death noose ever threatening tighter about pictures it makes him among the anxiously smoothed conformers of the moving picture world its great adventurer only an adventurer could excite in the ardent volunteers enlisting under his banner so immoderate a devotion that in their more self-indulgent moments they are almost capable of wishing the battle might turn against him so that they might have the rapturous chance of fighting beside him in the last ditch it is as an adventurer that he forever pushes forward through the jungle of mankind's emotions whether conscious or subconscious lifting his torch to observe simply whatever its light reveals and translating for us dramatically and spiritually those moments which in their turn become the best of torches along our common road he comes back to us when he is at his best with great with supreme news the only news it is worth our while to listen to news of the adventures of humanity on its way through the universe just after the production of broken blossoms it was no ordinary director but the man who has come nearest to griffith in visualizing spectacular splendor who said well let me tell you when griffith thinks of what the rest of us are satisfied to do he must just sit by himself and laugh but if you are heart and soul a moving picture enthusiast then surely it must be you who laugh laugh in sheer happiness for surely just before that radiant production you were in a fair way to weep since then more than one producer has successfully challenged fate more than one triumph of beauty and of truth has followed where that led just before the stereotyped and the mechanical the shallow and the expensively cheap seemed engulfing pictures in a tidal wave of callous and deliberate mediocrity the day has come when if the enemies of pictures jibed at you you could only hang your head but from broken blossoms you came out with your head up your nose might have been a little swollen and your eyelids an unbecoming tint but you were a match for any enemy then and if 
after seeing broken blossoms you caught sight of mr griffith not sitting alone and laughing to himself but hurrying through the theatre to the stage to congratulate his players you said oh way low to yourself hail caesar we who were about to die have thought better of it we who have taken heart to believe salute you preface griffith griffith we want griffith the scene was the interior of george m cohen's theater broadway and forty-third street new york on the evening of may thirteenth nineteen nineteen a punctilious blase individual might have placed the time at eight minutes before eight o'clock an audience distinguished by its representation of the highest social and professional life and recklessly breaking every known regulation of the fire department by overcrowding all available seating and standing room leaped into space exalted trembling a bit hysterical perhaps and demanded the appearance of the man who had thrilled them as they never had been thrilled before for the better part of two hours this audience had sat literally spellbound by what it had seen before it overwhelmed by the mingling of tragedy and poetic beauty bodies weary and supine with the recurrent weight of life's rubbish had been quickened into hot burning vigor by the throbbing and pitiful tale of tears told in lights and shadows on a silver sheet as the last echo of griffith ushered itself across the footlights a man stepped from the wings he was visibly affected by the splendid tribute in a voice scarcely audible back of the fifth row he tremblingly attempted to speak his appreciation i hope he said that the tragedies and unhappiness of others depicted here might help all of us to forget our own little troubles anything else he might have said would have been lost in the din of cheers and applause and waving hats which taken as a cue by the orchestra conductor brought forth the final strains of the musical accompaniment to broken blossoms and the audience folded its wet handkerchiefs and issued forth to say that a man once an actor now a producer is over modest is to invite the smile of unbelief from the days of the strolling players it has become an established adage of the theatre that no actor can be modest but david wark griffith is a modest man were he less an idealist and thinker and more a blusterer and braggart he could by all right of conquest stand upon the housetops and proclaim the world of the motion picture is mine what Rembrandt was to art, 
Edison to electricity, Morse to the telegraph, Marconi to the wireless. What Pasteur, what Dickens, what Moliere, what Tolstoy, what Pierre Loti and Victor Hugo were or are in their respective relationships to progress and accomplishment, David Wark Griffith was and is to the art of the photoplay. He it was who discovered the world of the cinema, then trivial, insipid, and dull. He took hold of the motion picture at a time when it was used mostly as the tag end of a vaudeville performance and usually was greeted by the donning of overcoats and hats and a dash for the exits. It was but a hairbreadth advanced beyond a medicine show or a dime museum. It was provocative of the gape and the yawn and the stretching of limbs. In short, it was leniently tolerated, patiently endured. What Griffith did for this puny vagabond. But that is another part of our story. Known and admired among hundreds of millions of men, women, and little children, wherever motion pictures are shown, he is almost unknown to individuals. His personality is a mystery, and his work is as secret as a black hand conference. That is why he has long been a mythic figure to the multitude, and his characteristics largely hearsay, ornamented with strange and contradictory comments and assumptions. On the day he first entered a motion picture studio, he disappeared from the world as a hermit from the multitude. Like the Arab, he folded his tent and quietly stole away. His schedule was the preparation of seven motion pictures a week. Fourteen hours were the least he worked in one day. Until a few months before he produced his first big success, his name never appeared on a single foot of film. Who is this man whose name has become familiar to the tongues of the world within five short years? who has developed numberless stars in the luminous heaven of the theatrical world, and yet remains greater than any he has trained, who never himself acts before the camera, yet makes of it the instrument of the artist. Griffith himself has been responsible for much of the mystery that surrounds him. His horror of egotism is perhaps his greatest outstanding characteristic. He cannot believe that the world is interested in him or his past, nor in any intimate information about his personality. Hence, any attempt at an accurate biography of the man who created and produced such triumphs of the photoplay art as The Birth of a Nation, Intolerance, hearts of the world, and broken blossoms, must in consequence be severely fragmentary and annoyingly detached. 
about myself he will reply when asked for details the public cannot care about that topic you cannot improve upon what was once written about a man he was born he grew up he slept a little he ate a little he worked a little he laughed a little he loved a little and then he died a less insistent biographer than the writer might have been satisfied with this philosophical dismission but experience gained through pleasant and admiring association taught the lesson of perseverance and secured this meager story of his career facts remembered from conversations a few more willingly contributed by other admirers and not a small quantity copied from earlier interviews and appreciations which latter aids have been duly acknowledged end of an appreciation and preface